I thank you for your mighty blessing upon the reading of the word. And I thank you for understanding coming to the people. We give you glory for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Tonight's message is called, It's Mine, I Have It Now. Say that, it's mine. I have it now. Praise God. Let me give you a definition of Hebrews 11. One on one translation says it something like this. Now we're talking about it's mine. I have it now. Listen to this. Now faith means that we are confident that we have what we've hoped for. Convinced of what we do not yet see. Praise God. Let me say that again. Amen. Now faith means that we are confident that we have what we hope for. Convinced of what we do not yet see. Praise God. So that's kind of a Bible definition of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.18, Paul says, While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. Praise God. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So there are things available to us that are not seen. And we can look at it with the eye of faith. Now, we don't look in the natural because 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Amen. So that means we're looking at not things natural. Uh, now, we have to do it in the natural to live in the natural. But if we're going to live in the spirit and the kingdom of God, then we have to use our other set of eyes, our eyes of faith. Praise God. Look at these things that God reveals belong to us in redemption and look at them and realize they're here. We can see them with the eye of faith. Hallelujah. All those provisions are here. All those blessings are here. That protection is here. The different things that God has given us in the Word of God, these things are here. Now, faith in God is... Faith in his word. If you're going to have faith in somebody, you're going to have faith in what they say. See, it's the same thing with God. You're going to have faith in what he has said. And what he has said, you know, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, what he has said has been recorded for us, and the word of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So we got his words which will never pass away. And then if we're going to have faith in God, we're going to have faith in His words. Hallelujah. Because Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Praise God. So when we hear God's Word, we can have faith in that area. We can believe what God has said. And what He says, He said, What I say to one, I say to all. So there's no respect to persons with God. So you can take it personally. Praise God. You can take the scriptures personally. Now, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, he said, the apostle said, I thank God without ceasing, because when you receive the word, the word of God, which you heard from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is, you know, they were God's delivery system, but not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also works effectually in you that believe. So when you believe the Word of God, then it begins to work in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You receive it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth, the Word of God. So you believe His Word like you believe somebody else's words. You know, I'm sure you had dealings with a banker at some point, and the banker said, you know, at some point, well, the loan's yours, or you can come get the money, whatever the case and when you heard his word, because you had faith in his word, you rejoiced just as much as if you had all the money in your hand, but you hadn't seen it yet. But he said, it's yours. See? And so you had faith in his word, and you began to respond and react as if you actually had it in your hand. Hallelujah. You had assurance that what you hoped for was yours. You were convinced of what you did not see. And so you began that. So faith in God is basically the same way. Praise God. You take God at his word. Now let me read uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Paul says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him everything was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, 
unto the glory of God by us. Now, in other words, if you're in Christ, Paul said we were teaching and preaching to you that all of the promises of God, God says yes to them all. If you're in Christ, all the promises, praise God. Galatians 3 points that out also to Christ and uh, or Abraham and his seed where the promises made. He said that seed's Christ. And then he said if you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heir of the promises. So if you're a Christian, you are heir of these promises. These, these promises and provisions in the Bible belong to you. They're all yes. Okay, so they're all yes. Now 2 Peter 1, 4 says, Whereby are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these, by these what? These promises. By these you can partake of his divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. And that's when man fell after uh, lusting after God's tree. See, then the corruption came into the world. So then, if by the promises of God we can partake of the divine nature, there has to be a process by which this actually takes place. By which we can partake of divine life through the promises. There has to be a process by which we can actually tap in to something beyond us. Some kind of provisions that God has made to enhance our life, to give us life and life more abundantly. Now Romans 5.2 says we gain access by faith into this grace. Now redemption is called a grace. That means it's an unmerited provision. Now we still have our part to do. But, it, you know, God gave it to us through the Lord Jesus Christ and his saving work. Romans 8, 31, 32 says, uh, if God's for you, who can be against you? So you should claim that, that God's for you, so who can be against you? Then it said, he that spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Praise God. So we can see that God, from his standpoint, he wants to freely give us all things. And he has freely given us all things in Christ. So he's, he's given it to us. Okay. But that don't mean it automatically manifests. By this we can partake, but we gain access by faith. Praise God. So in other words, we've got to uh, be confident that these things, even though we don't see them yet, are ours, and that we got to be convinced of what we do not see yet. But Jesus said, if you believe, you will end up seeing. So you can tap in and end up actually experiencing the different things that are in the covenant, but there's a, a process by which it happens. You can read it in the Bible, and if you don't activate the process, it's not gonna, nothing's gonna happen like that. But praise God, there's a way we gain access by faith, and faith is released through actions and words. So two ways faith is released, actions and words. So these are provisions of grace. Now Psalm 23, verses one through five, says the Lord is my shepherd. The Bible said you are like sheep who had gone astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and bishop of your soul. So he's your shepherd. He's not just Israel's shepherd, he's your shepherd. Amen. You were like a sheep who had gone astray, but now you've returned, praise God, to the shepherd of your soul. And the Bible said, if you follow him, he'll lead you to gentle waters and green pasture. He'll restore your soul. And then it says in verse five, he prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So obviously that's not talking about up in heaven, that's talking about right here now because down here is where your enemies are. But there's a table prepared before you, praise God. So that you can partake of God's blessings even though there's enemies around. Uh, if you learn how to stop the enemy from stealing your food and your provision from you, praise God, you'll do what God says that you can start tapping into a greater blessing in your life, or greater blessings in your life. So it's a matter of taking off the table what you want. See, because God freely gives us all things. Remember, we're, we're talking about, it's mine, I have it now. Praise God. You know, as far as God's concerned, you know, there's so many of these things, we have it now. We just gotta come into agreement with God. Say, well, I don't see it yet. I don't feel it. Well, don't get the cart before the horse. 
you got to believe it to see it. Praise God. Because it takes that faith to manifest it. See? So we want it manifested. We don't want it just staying in the, in the Bible. We want something manifest. We want some more life. We want some more anointing. We want some more joy. We want some more victory. We want some more healing. We want some more this and that. Amen? Whatever's in here. Praise God. So he said, you know, go to the highways and byways, tell people all things are now ready. So everything's ready. Hallelujah. Let me give you Hebrews 11 1 again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, substantiates what you hope for. It's conviction of the reality of things not seen. In other words, you hope to have something. You see it in the Word, or at least it's in harmony with the Word. See? You see that with the eye of faith. If it's in harmony with the Word, or if it's the Word, and faith takes it and gives you the assurance that it's yours. Praise God. It's mine, I take it now. Father, in the name of Jesus, it's mine, I take it now. So you take it. Hallelujah. Now you got it. But you don't see it yet. Amen. Hebrews 10, 23 said, Let us therefore hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful who promised. So uh, you, you can have different breakthroughs in your life. But you got to say, you got to look at the word and say, it's mine, I take it now. Because now faith is. It didn't say faith was or faith will be. Faith is in the present tense. You got to hold fast to that which is good, the Bible says. Otherwise, the enemy will try to steal it from you through doubt and unbelief, skepticism, rationalization. These different things. Now, John 15, 7, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, we're talking about it's mine, I have it now. Praise God. This is what God wants us to realize. He wants us to, you know, God, these promises and provisions and words are what God has provided for you or what he's willing to do for you. He's already willing that you have it. Praise God. He's not holding back anything. We already read that all of his promises are yes and amen. All of his provisions are yes and amen. But it's we, he prepared a table in the presence of our enemies, but we still got to take and eat. Amen? we got to taste and see the Lord's good. Hallelujah. So there's something we still have to do. We have actions of faith that we take something off the table and take it and put it within ourselves and partake of it, digest it. It becomes a part of our life. Hallelujah. So God's willing to do things to you and for you. Hallelujah. Work in you what's well-pleasing in His sight. He's willing. But we have to open up. We have to believe. We receive. Now, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, Jesus said, What things, same things, soever you desire. He wants you to have desires. What things, soever you desire, when you pray, to your desires, what you hope for. Whatever you hope for, when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Praise God. So, he's telling us, we have to believe that we receive what he has in the word for us. Praise God. We have to believe we receive it. And then we, we praise him and thank him. We got it. Because at some point we made a decision of the will. I believe I received that. Then he said, hold fast your confession of faith without wavering because he's faithful who promised. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to believe. You're going to look at a provision or a promise, which is yes and amen. And you're going to believe that you receive it. And he said, if you'll do that, you will have it. So your believing is first. Amen? Your believing that you received it is first. And that's without any sense evidence, you believe you've received it. And you praise God in choice. God said, if you'll do it, if you'll do that process, you will have it. In other words, praise God, a result will come. Something will manifest. That'll back you up. 
with anointing, with power, with a, a thing, or whatever. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God's meant for this uh, process to be real uh, unto us. So first you take it by saying it's yours or praying it's yours. Saying and believing it's yours or praying and believing it's yours. And then you will have it. Now listen to Mark 11, 23, 24. He said, Truly, truly, I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now we know that God in Genesis 1 said, Let there be light and there was light. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and the earth brought forth grass. So his actual words, he hoped for grass, but his words gave substance to it. He said it, and the grass came forth. Hallelujah. And then he made man in his image and in his likeness to operate the same way. So he says, whosoever shall say, not just God, whosoever, Ezekiel 12, 25, he says, I am the Lord, and I will speak, and the words that I speak, they shall come to pass, said the Lord. Now he, he takes the same principle and he says it's for whosoever. Truly, truly, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. So you're talking to something, praise God, but you also believe in something. You're believing that what you hope for, that mountain will be removed, praise God, you're believing it's being removed. Your faith has given me assurance. Hallelujah, because you said so. You say unto the smoke, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe that what you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. Praise God. So here he's saying, if you say it and believe it, you'll have whatever you say. But then the next verse he says, what things soever therefore you desire in prayer. Believe that you've received it, and you will have it. So in both of those, you're believing what you're saying or praying that you have it now. Praise God. The moment you declare it, you have it now. Now you can't praise God for it, but you don't want to just keep asking Him for the same thing once you believe you receive it. Praise God. Uh, so, now there's a different kind of prayer, like intercession and so on like that. You know, you can re-consecrate and so on like that. But certain things that you're just going to have to believe that sometime you receive it. See, the promises and provisions and the facts of redemption. You have to believe you have it. Just like Jesus is the Savior of all men, the provision has been made for all men, but it doesn't do them any good if they don't believe it. See, all the provisions and promises, they're all, they're all there for all Christians, but it doesn't do us any good if we don't believe it. See, because it just won't work without believing it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that would come to God must believe. See, so we have to believe in order to please God and in order to tap into the provision. We have to believe. And he said, do not doubt in your heart. Just outright believe and cast down imaginations or doubts or anything that, that comes against you. So you take the promises of God by faith and say, it's yours now. It's mine now. I take it, Father. I believe I receive it now. I take it now. Now, Father, I got it. Hallelujah. It's mine. Hallelujah. Now you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. Hold fast your confession of faith and fight the good fight of faith. Keep hold of it. Hold fast, the Bible says. Because the enemy is going to try to steal it from you. Now he's going to try to do that with doubt. With uh, getting you to focus on symptoms, getting you to focus on different things other than the Word. He's going to try, like he got Peter to get his eyes off Jesus and his Word when Peter was walking on the water, back on the waves and the winds. And then he began to doubt and began to sink. See, so that's what the enemy tries to do with us. He tries to get us to doubt. But if we if we will be strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded what God promised, he's able to perform. Praise God, like Abraham in Romans 4. We'll be strong in faith and praise God that it's so. And we believe we got it in the face of everything. Hallelujah. He said, you shall have it. You'll have what you say or you'll have what you pray. Hallelujah. 
Now, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Amen? Praise God. You know, if you take your notes, Romans 4, verse 17 through 21. Now, that's where it says, Abraham believed God who raises the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. He raises the dead and can call into existence things that do not exist. Like, let the sun, there be a sun and there was a sun. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. So he operates in faith by saying it. See, he hopes for something. He gives the principle that he works by. He desires something. He desires a son. And then his faith gave him assurance. Praise God, when he speaks, there's going to be a son. And so he operates that way. Then he made man in his image and likeness. And that's why Jesus was trying to get Mark 11, 23 and 24 over to us. That this is how it works. Have the same kind of faith as God. Actually, God dealt to us the measure of faith. What kind of faith is that? The God kind of faith. So the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 4.13, we have the same spirit of faith, and we believe and therefore speak. So the spirit of faith will believe and speak that it has something before it can say something. Because faith will always agree with God's word. Because faith comes by hearing. See now, if you're if you're lawyer or you're you know a doctor or you know a banker were to call you up and say something, if you believed his word, you would start responding and reacting. See, and uh, you'd believe you'd believe it, even though he might be just joking. <laughs> he might be lying. He might be this or that. You know, but God, it's impossible for God to lie. If God said it, the Bible said he will do it. You know, if he made a promise, he'll make it good. So uh, we didn't realize this is what, what kind of book we're dealing with. We're dealing with God's book. And that what he says about us as Christians, it's true. And the provisions he said about us are true. And his promises are true. His word, Jesus said, thy word is truth. So it's all true. Now, if we haven't been experiencing it, it's because we haven't been gaining access by faith into it. It's because we haven't been, even our faith is lying dormant, we haven't been saying nothing. We haven't been taking nothing, you know. And we just, you know, if the world just expected, well, God wants to save me, well, they ain't going to get saved. They have to take Jesus as Lord and Savior. They have to believe something. Well, in the same sense, we have to believe something and say something. Praise God concerning the promises and provisions. Hallelujah. Because he said, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering, for he's faithful who promised. Well, that means that the promise might take a little while before it manifests, but he's faithful to it. And if you hold fast to your confession, you know, of faith means that you have what you do not see. That's your confession of faith. That you have it, he'll make it good. And he said, you shall have it. Praise God. So, so there's this this process. Now Romans chapter 10, verse 6 through 8 says, the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. It's kind of interesting that he says faith speaks. He said faith speaks in this way. Well, let's find out how faith speaks. It'd be interesting because we're supposed to be speaking in faith. Well, then how does faith speak? Okay, then it says, this is what it says, say not in your heart, who will ascend up into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead? So that's what faith does not say. In other words, let me paraphrase it a little bit. Faith does not say, oh, if only Jesus were here and come down again, and I can hear his physical words. Because that would be something seen. That would be something you could touch and handle and see. Well, he said, as long as you can see it and handle it, it's not faith. You don't need faith for what you do, you know. You know, the Bible says you don't need hope for it. Well, why do you hope for something that you see? See, what if you, so here's the thing. Faith says, Jesus doesn't need to come back down. He doesn't need to come down. And neither do we need to be there when he's risen from the dead. Say, who will raise him up again from the dead? So that's what it says faith does not say. 
But then the next verse, in verse 8, he said, but what saith it? What saith what? What saith faith? Listen to what faith says. The word is near you. Even in your mouth and in your heart. Then Paul said, that's the word of faith, or that's the message about faith that we're preaching to you. Praise God. Just think about that. The next verse, he's, he tells them, uh, gives the word of God that says that they'll believe Jesus has been raised from the dead, confess Jesus with their mouth as Lord, confess they believe in these things, he says you'll be saved. Because you'll partake of his resurrection. The Bible said you had faith, you were raised from the dead by your faith in the operation of God who raised him from the dead. So when you believed he was raised from the dead, you got quickened and raised from the dead yourself. And then he said, for with the heart man believeth, and with the mouth confession is made resulting in salvation. Now the word salvation is sozo, or it's an all-inclusive word, and it means everything with salvation. Healing, protection, blessing, victory, overcoming the devil, everything. So then we overcome by believing God's word in our heart, and saying something with our mouth. And saying it's ours now. In other words, we're just taking off the table. He prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. All we're doing is taking off the table that the Lord Jesus Christ prepared for us. That's what we're doing. You're just taking from the table. It's mine. I have it now. Praise God. Pass me the means. Pass me the victory. Pass me the deliverance. Pass me the anointing. Hallelujah. So, Romans 10, 8 says, so what saith it? What does faith say? The word. In other words, I don't need to have the uh, Jesus of flesh and blood here, his words here. And so the word, faith just says, if faith was a person, faith would just say, the word is near me. I'm going to put it in my mouth and put it in my heart. And Paul said, that's the message about faith we're preaching. That this is how the thing is working. It's how it's functioning. It's how it's operating. So therefore, praise God, we have to use our mouth to claim things and to praise God itself. God said, my words which I put in thy mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your seed, seed, saith the Lord from henceforth even forever. That's Isaiah chapter 59. Verses 19 through 21. He said, this is a covenant I'm going to make with them. I'm going to put my spirit upon them and my words in their mouth. So basically, you know, basically what it is, is, you know, God sent his word to heal them. And then it says he sends forth his spirit and they are created. Basically, how God operates, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. The spirit of God manifested words. And how does he work with us? Now you're filled with the Holy Ghost. What's he going to manifest? Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. He's going to manifest the words coming out of your mouth. God said in Isaiah 59, he said, I create the fruit of the lips. Praise God. So the Holy Ghost manifests and creates the words of God and manifests. Well, God said, my children are going to be like me. They're going to say what I say about their life. My daddy said, my father said, you're going to say about your life what God said about your life. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You hear the voice of the good shepherd. You're blessed when you come in. You're blessed when you go out. You're going to, you're going to say what your heavenly father says about you. And the Bible said your life will be increased with the fruit of your lips, with the increase of your lips. In other words, the more you talk about these things, the more they'll manifest because you're sowing seeds and watering seeds and God is creating the fruit of the lips. So that's why we got to do something. We can't just sit back and not say nothing. God could have wanted light, never said, let there be light, and wouldn't have been light. Because that ain't the way it works. It doesn't work by being silent. It works by saying it. It's mine, I have it now. And then praising, holding fast the confession of faith, praise God and praising it until faith turns to sight. Hallelujah. So it's operating. In this principle, the word is ninety, even in thy mouth and in your heart. 
See, one thing you're doing too, you're taking the seed of the word, which are seeds of faith, and you're sowing them in your own heart. You sow it there for a while, the Bible said you'll get in there in abundance, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And when it's in your heart in abundance, you will not doubt in your heart, but you'll believe those things you say will come to pass. And when you believe those things you say will come to pass, you'll possess whatever you say. They say if you say something long enough, you'll believe it. <laughs> you'll drive out all the doubt and unbelief out of your own heart. Praise God. You'll start getting that word in there. Amen? Hallelujah. So what we got we to gotta increase. You know, Mark 11, 23, he talked about believing it once, I, was, I think, and then talked about saying it four times. So you can believe something, but if you don't say it and, and say, it's mine, I have it now, then you're letting it lie dormant. You're, you're stopping the operation of the spirit of faith, which says, I believe and therefore have I spoken. You gotta walk around framing your world with your words. Through faith, Hebrews 11, 3 says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that everything we could see was not made from things which do appear. Everything we could see was made with words, faith, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Well then, if you're gonna create a better world for yourself, environment that you live in, how are you gonna do it? You're gonna do it with words, faith, and the power of the Holy Ghost. Same thing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You're gonna walk around saying, when the sun sets free is free indeed, that means me. You're gonna say, the devils are all under my feet. I resist the devil and they flee, run in terror for me. Praise God. You're going to say he's given his angels charge over me and they're always actively involved in bringing me blessings from heaven and protecting me. You're going, to, you're going to talk the right things. You're going to talk the language of heaven, the language of the kingdom of God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, the words of the kingdom abide in you, speak what you will in agreement with the words of the kingdom and it'll come to pass for you. See, so God's trying to get something across to us. We need, a, we need to increase. Man's belly will be increased with the fruit of his lips. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Proverbs 18. Praise God, 20 and 21. So if you want to increase, you're going to have to increase in saying, it's mine, I have it now. Hallelujah. And then you use that as the mighty shield of faith against the enemy. You say, no, it's mine, I got it now. The devil said, well, what does it feel like? It's mine, I got it now. Well, it don't look like it. it looks like it's getting worse. It's mine, I got it now. Hallelujah. See, you're going to hold fast to that which is good. You're going to hold fast your confession of faith without wavering. For he is faithful. Who promise. So you do it without wavering. Say without wavering. Say, he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord. So he said, ask in faith. Faith means, okay, I was sure that I have what the Word of God said I have. I'm confident I have what I do not see. Praise God, that's what faith is. So you're convinced of what you do not yet see. But it's what you hope for. It's what you desire. I desire to be more victorious in my life. I desire to praise God to you know, have some answered prayer. I desire for an increase of the anointing. So the first thing you're going to do, praise God, is start saying it. You're going to say, it's mine, I take it. It's mine, I take it now. Because this is a table prepared before us in the presence of our enemies. We're going to have to take something off the table and taste and see the Lord's good before we're ever going to be able to say, oh, I taste it and it is good. You know, you could be, you could actually be sitting on a table loaded, you know, Thanksgiving dinner and sitting there starving, looking at all that food and that, you know, mama says it's yours. And you could pass the gravy, pass the stuffing, pass the corn, pass the turkey, pass those mashed potatoes. Get probably getting you hungry now. Praise God. You, you know, but if you don't ever say, I take it and it's fine, put it on your plate. That's not going to help you personally. It's just going to be there for you. <laughs> you know, it's like you have a picture. It's nice to have a picture of a turkey dinner, but it's better to have the dinner and partake of it and eat some of it. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Because then you say, oh, I tasted it and it's good. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. It's like, just reminded me of this atheist was telling this uh, little young boy, you know, there is no God, you know, there's no God, you know. And he said, I don't believe in God. That little boy said, I believe in God. The guy said, I don't believe in God. That little boy stopped him. He was eating an apple and said, Mister, is this apple sweet or sour? He said, how do I know? I haven't tasted it. That little boy said, that's this exactly the same way. You haven't tasted God. You haven't found out about God. I tasted and see the Lord's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to see something in the Word, and you're going to say, it's mine. I take it. I have it now. Father, I take that. In the name of Jesus, I got it now. Now you're going to hold fast your confession of faith. You're going to praise God that it's so. You're going to praise him when you think about it. Thank him. It's yours. You have it. You're not trying to get it. You have to also put it in the same tense. See, now we just seen that faith only needs the word. Amen? It doesn't need the Lord here in the natural. See, like Dowling Thomas said, unless I can see, unless I can feel, I will not believe. Jesus said, he appeared later and said, and Thomas seen him and then he believed. He said, Thomas, stop being faithless. So if he had to see it and feel it before he believed it, that's zero faith, minus faith. He said, that's faithless. Then Thomas saw him and said, I, uh, my Lord, my God. He said, because you've seen, you believe. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. So that's the way the principle is with the whole word of God. If you believe it before you see it and start praising God, it's yours. Praise God, you will have it. So it's like God's given all the blessings to the believers and left nothing over for the doubters. Remember, Peter began to sink when he started to doubt. He was walking on the water, but he began to sink when he started to doubt. Jesus knew right away, so why'd you doubt? So if you don't doubt the promise of God, you're going to end up walking on the water with the promises. Praise God. But it's your decision. Now, if Satan can do anything, he'll try to get you to get your eyes on the circumstances, on the feelings, on the symptoms, on the thoughts. Anything he can do to cut that faith line. Because you gain access by faith, which is the assurance you have it. And so Satan's got to try to stop that assurance. He's got to do something to trip you up, to get you to stop believing. See, a lot of Christians, when they first start out in the Lord, they just believe. I mean, they just believe all kinds of things are happening. But somewhere the enemy trips them up and gets them the doubt or question. And then something don't start working. And then, then it's like, it's hard for them to get back in that same position of simple childlike faith. But we need to make a decision. Okay, I'm getting back to simple childlike faith. I'm just going to believe the word of my father. I'm going to face life believing the word of my father. As my father said, all these promises and provisions are something my heavenly father said. So faith only needs the word. Now, Ephesians 1, 3 said, he hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So that means that all the spiritual blessings are yours. Because he hath. That's not future. That's past tense. Now, you have to put it in the same tense. Faith will always put it in the same tense that God puts it. So you've got to take it. It's fine, I take it now. Okay, God, you have blessed me with every spiritual blessing. Father, I want to praise you. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. It's coming on me. It's overtaking me. I thank you for all these good feelings and all this Holy Ghost stuff. And praise God, all these blessings in Christ. So you're thanking him for it before you see it. Because faith is the evidence of things not seen. You don't have to see it yet. You're convinced you have what you do not see. And then he said, if you do that, you'll have it. In other words, it will manifest at some point. 2 Peter 1.3 says, According as his divine power hath given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that's called us to glory and virtue. So we get the knowledge of God that he hath given to us all things he didn't leave anything out that pertains to life and godliness. So we can live a holy Christian life. And I mean, the provisions have been made. And a healthy 
victorious, good spiritual life. Praise God. He hath, he hath done it. Peter said he's already done it. But what they learned to do was to tap into it by believing they take it. I believe it. It's mine. I have it now. That's why the next verse he says, by these divine promises, we can partake of his divine nature. Obviously, Peter was partaken of his divine nature and partaken of blessings and escaping the corruption that's in the world through the fall of man. See, so Peter was experiencing that and he, was, he would say things, you know, talk about extraordinary peace and joy unspeakable and full of glory and, and, and different kinds of experiences that he was having, tapping into what, what is available here on the earth for us uh, through the redemptive work of Christ and, and by our Heavenly Father. Now, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through 14, says this, Give thanks to the Father who hath qualified us. If you're born again, you're qualified. To share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So God says you're one of his children. He's your Father. And you can now share in the inheritance, which is all the promises and provisions written in the Bible. He said he qualified you to share that inheritance of the saints in light. You were in the dark, but he called you out of the dark into his marvelous light. And then it says, who hath, past tense, delivered you from the domain of darkness, the authority of darkness. So you're delivered from the saints' kingdom. He has no authority whatsoever over you. As a matter of fact, you have authority over him. Praise God. Jesus said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. So you have authority over the devil, demons, fallen angels. You have that authority. He has no authority over you, except what he can get you to give him through ignorance and doubt and unbelief. So you can give up ground that way. But if you'll do all to stand and stand and uh, take up the mighty shield of faith, you don't have to give up ground, even though you're wrestling against evil principalities and powers and wicked spirits. The shield of faith will quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Praise God. Hallelujah. So he hath delivered us from the domain, the authority of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In other words, you're already in the kingdom. You're not trying to get in. The Bible said it's your father good, father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So what's in the kingdom belongs to you. It's your father's good pleasure that you have everything in the kingdom. But you've got to have faith to tap into the promise and provision, and you've got to look at it and say, that's mine, I claim that, I take that as mine. See, you've got to agree with God. You have a free will. You've got to agree with God. You've got to believe God, you've got to agree with God. That it's yours. You've got to be convinced of it before you, just, you're, all you're doing basically, all we're doing is taking God at his word. Just like you take the word of a doctor, a lawyer, or Indian chief. <laughs> You know, you take the word of somebody that you're trusting. And you start responding accordingly. And you will, you know, people, you know, if they hear from a bank, they got some kind of loan or something, they'll call up relatives. They ain't even seen the money yet. They'll say, I got it. They got the money for the car. I got, I got the loan. Well, they ain't seen the loan. They ain't seen the loan officer. They ain't seen the money. They ain't seen no papers. But they're so convinced they have what they do not see. But they start talking about it. It's mine. It's mine. See, basically, in simplicity, that's what we have to do with God's Word. You know, it's like God is our banker. He's our lawyer. He's saying, this is yours. And then he call up, oh, that's mine. By his stripes we were healed. I, I must be healed. I don't feel like I'm healed, but it doesn't make a difference. You can say, I don't feel like I got the money. You can, you can tell that banker, well, I don't feel like I got the money. And he says, you got it, you got it. You know, it's not every day. But I don't feel like it. Nothing's changed in my feelings. Don't look like it. I can't see nothing yet. I'm not going to move until I can see. Well, you'll never see it. You've got to go down to the bank to get it. You've got to have some actions of faith to go get it. See, what we've got to have is some actions of faith to go get it. And then nothing wavering, for he's faithful who promised. Because doubt glorifies the devil. We have to cast out doubt and reasonings. See, faith substantiates it as yours. One translation says something like that. 
Faith substantiates the things we've hoped for. Gives substance to what we do not see. Praise God. Or one translation says faith is the title deed of what you hope for. See, if you got a title deed, you don't even have to see the land. You got the title deed. Praise God. That's as good as the land. See, so the word is as good as the thing. So God tried to say, my word is as good as the thing you want. Because my word, your faith, and the power of the Holy Ghost can create it. Can make it for you. Or bring it to you. Call things that are not to so where you're calling for things to come to you. Because you're using your words because you're made like God. See? Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Or, you know, through your lips you'll be free. Hallelujah. Because Jesus, the Bible said in Hebrews 3, 1, is a the apostle and high priest of our confession. In other words, that's what he works with. He works with your confession. He works with what you're saying. That's what he's got to work with. That's why people have to confess with their mouth, Jesus is Lord, that he becomes their Lord. See, if they believe that in their heart, say it with their mouth. So whatever we say about him, as far as us personally are concerned, that's what he can do for us. Praise God. So, he don't mind you being a spiritual hog. You can go to the table and get everything on the table. I'm taking it all, Lord. I'm taking it all. See, anybody that ever got anything from God got it through believing these words. Praise God. And if they got it, you can get it. If anybody ever got it, you can get it. Because Romans 2.11 says, For there is no respect to persons with God. He shows partiality to nobody. So you claim it because it's rightfully yours. Because you're an heir of it. It's rightfully yours. You're an heir of it. So why not claim it? If you're an heir of it, why not claim it? It's rightfully yours. Miracle power is rightfully yours. Blessing is rightfully yours. The provision is rightfully yours. And the devil's trying to talk you out of it. See, so you have to resist anything to the contrary. When it comes to you, thoughts come to you, feelings come to you. You start resisting it. First Peter 5, or yeah, 5, verse 8 and 9 says, Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom, not whom he will, but whom he may devour. He can only devour us if we let him. He can't do any more than we let him. Because we have authority over him. Then it says, Who resists steadfast with your faith? You see, resist. James 4 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So if anything comes contrary, see, doubt, see, doubt in that is of the enemy. It's not of God's kingdom. There's only two kingdoms here. Anything of faith is of God's kingdom. Anything of life is of God's kingdom. Things that are contrary to life, righteousness, love, blessing, comes from the enemy's kingdom. So what we want to do is resist anything in the earth that might come from that other kingdom. Resist it steadfast in the faith. Why? Because he's coming to steal it. You see, when the word is preached, the Bible says Satan comes immediately to steal the word, doesn't it? And he comes only to steal, kill and destroy. So anything that would be coming contrary to the blessings of heaven. You know God wants his will done on earth even as it's done in heaven. Anything that would come contrary to God's will in heaven, you're, we're supposed to resist that. Say, I don't accept that. I'm not signing for that package. I don't believe that. I believe what my father said. Sunday morning I taught on, uh, I believe God. Hallelujah. Paul's, Paul had an angel appear to him when the ship was about to wreck. The angel said, I've given you everybody's life. And he said, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God. It will be unto me just like it was told me. That's what we got to do. I believe God. It will be unto me just like it was told me. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So blessings can manifest and blessings can come. So Satan can only win if he can get you to, to into doubt or unbelief. Because remember, God said you've got to ask in faith, nothing doubting, nothing wavering. He said, then it'll be yours. It won't be yours. It's guaranteed to be yours. So doubt, when it comes to your mind, that don't mean it's your doubt. It doesn't become your doubt until you accept it and you, well, that's my lot in life. And that's, I guess I'm not meant to have it. And, you know, you start thinking like that, well, then you're coming into agreement with it. But if you start fighting against it, then you're still in faith, even though doubts come against your mind and questions of reasonings and different things. Because uh, you're in a warfare. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5 says, Though we walk in the flesh, we're in these bodies, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it says, casting down imaginations. The marginal rendering also says reasonings. And every high thing that exalts itself in contradiction against the knowledge of God. See, so the Bible is the knowledge of God, His provisions, His promises, and what Christ has done for you, and what God's willing to do for you. That's the knowledge of God. But you, He said, but you're in a warfare, and this warfare is going to come against your mind, and you're going to have to cast down imaginations, reasonings, doubts, and everything that will come against your mind, contrary to the knowledge of God. If you do that, you'll stay in faith. It's not saying that can't come to your mind, because that's the enemy coming to your mind to, to try to get you to come into agreement with him. Because he can't stop you if you stay in faith. He can't stop you. So you're going to win. Faith is a victory that overcometh. You're going to win. Praise God. You're going you're to win. And whatever, your, whatever the battle is, hallelujah, thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Also, the Lord will deliver me from every evil work. See, so you're, you're going to win. You should say the same thing about yourself. The Lord delivers me from every evil work. Hallelujah. He delivers us from evil. And so on. Amen? Praise God. So you, you want to say those things so it substantiates these things in your life. And so you have an increase of blessing. So Satan can only win if he gets you to doubt the question and come into agreement. Now he can bombard your mind with doubts and unbelief and reasonings and tell you about your feelings and your circumstances. And, but if you say, no, I didn't smile, I believe that received it. I have it now. I'm not trying to get it. I have it. Praise the God for it. So if you could stay in faith with the shield of faith, then you'll quench all of his fiery darts. His fiery darts are his doubts, his unbelief, his skepticism, his pointing out feelings, circumstances, you know, what happened to brother so-and-so. <laughs> you know, he'll always try to point out something or somebody failed or whatever. But you got to go right back to the word, knowing he's my God. Praise God. This is what my God said. And, I, and it's mine. He qualified me. So, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse uh, 3 and 4, it says, if our good news is hid, it's hid to those who are lost. In them, the God of the, this world, talking about Satan, little g, God of this world is blind in the minds of those that believe not, lest the glorious light of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. So Satan's got to get us to not believe. Then he keeps us in the dark. But if we believe, then the entrance of God's word giveth light, the Bible says. We'll have light. See, so there's a battle in the mind to believe. And we choose to believe God's word. The believer is the possessor. Jesus said, he that believeth hath. Hallelujah. So if Satan can convince you it's not yours, he can cut off your supply line. But if you fight the good fight of faith, then you say, no, it's fine. It's fine. No matter what comes, no matter what he points to, or whatever, you keep saying, no, it's fine, it's fine. Then Jesus made a clear faith will turn to sight. Praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why it says through faith and patience, endurance, they obtain the promises. So through faith and endurance, 
In other words, we stay in faith. The endurance helps us along. We're going to go. We're going to endure whatever comes against us, whatever thoughts of doubt, whatever feelings, whatever symptoms. We're going to endure that, and we're going to stay in faith. And then it says, they inherit the promises. So faith and patience, endurance, we inherit the promises. So Mark 9.23 says, if you believe, all things are possible. Romans 1.16, Paul said the gospel of God is the power of God unto salvation, healing, protection, deliverance to everyone that will believe it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So God gives us his promises and provisions and it's up to us to believe and receive it and keep hold of it. See, that's our part of it. God gives, what he, he's done what he's done through Christ. He gives us these things. That's why we say God, never get mad at God because God never fails because what God's done, he's already done. It's a matter of us operating in it. <laughs> you know, and he can't make us his free moral agent believe, believe him, but we can choose to believe him. See, so we can never blame God, ever, because he's already made the provision. Jesus sat down. The work was finished. Redemption is a fact. All these promises and provisions are facts. Hallelujah. So, the word is what God has done for you or what God is willing to do for you. And that's why he said these things. But he expects you to believe it and receive it. That's your part. He expects you to do that. Because he's done the rest. And then he promises, I will watch over my word to perform it. Hebrews 11, 1, now faith means we are confident that we have what we've hoped for. We are convinced that we have what we do not see. See, just like, like I said, like the word of a lawyer or a banker, you're convinced you got it even though you don't see it. It's the same with God. You're convinced you got it. You don't have to see it. He's trustworthy. It's impossible for him to lie. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see. Glory of God. Hallelujah. So that, that's a principle God wants us all to know. I realize it takes a little bit on our part. You know, we gotta believe we received it and then do all the stand and stand there for it. And when the doubts come and the questions come, we say, no, no, I believe I have it. I've taken it as mine. And I believe I have it, Father. I believe I have it. Devil, you're a liar. Sometimes you're a lie. Anything contrary to God is a lie. Praise God because God is true. His word is true. See, the thing about God's word is there can be a natural truth according to the natural. I mean, a natural man can't walk in the water, but with the power of God, he can. Like Jesus and Peter. See, so what it is is that God's word, and you might have somebody tell you something in the natural, and it might be naturally true. But the thing is, you're not limited to the natural. With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So therefore, you're not limited to the natural because there's, there's another power, a superseding power that can work. It's called the power of God. It's a superseding, you know, in the natural you can't fly, but when God says, come up hither, we're all going up. <laughs> you know. So the power of God, also the gospel is the power of God. Like, let me paraphrase it. The gospel releases the power of God to, uh, to salvation, to produce salvation to everyone that believes it. Praise God. So there's a secret operation of the power of God that is everywhere present. No matter where people call on the name of the Lord, His power is to regenerate them. And so if His power is there to regenerate them, it could be in the mountains or in the jungles or, you know, sailor on the sea or whatever the case might be. It can, it, it, that can all be the case, but the power of God is there to regenerate them. Well, if it's there to regenerate them and save them, it's there to do anything else. Amen? So his power is everywhere present, but it manifests for faithness. That's what we want it manifesting more in our life. Praise God. That's where faith is being released through word or action, mostly through words. So uh, I want to encourage you to just keep saying, it's mine, I have it now. Look at the provisions, the different things that you need. Say, it's mine, I have it now. Praise God. Satan comes and say, doesn't it feel look like any change? Say, it's mine, I got it now, devil. You ain't taking it from me. It's my provision. God qualified me to share the inheritance. It belongs to me. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Well, I preach myself happy again. Glory to God. The Word of God is true, and let's keep believing God. Amen? Hallelujah. Be more blessed in our lives. Be more victorious in our lives. Have more of God working in our lives. Hallelujah. Father, we love you and thank you for the Word of God. We give you glory and praise for it. In Jesus' name. We're going to go ahead and take a